0: coffee. Uh, I have with me today a very special guest, our Des Moines Bureau Chief, Aaron Murphy. Aaron, welcome to the Careers in Coffee, your first time here.
1: Yeah, it's great to be here. Thanks for having me.
0: <laughs> awesome. So um, we have a lot of great journalists at the Gazette, and I think it's important that we have conversations with them about what's going on with Iowa workforce. And Aaron, you you wrote a story um, recently where you talked with the state economist and I was hoping you could maybe give us a little bit of information about that story. It was all about how Iowa's workers' losses will be difficult for us to recoup. So can you talk yeah. to us a little bit about that?
1: Yeah, absolutely. It it, it was interesting because I, I think um, a, a lot of us have heard, and especially if you follow the news regularly, you've probably heard about the workforce issues that are out there. Um, and And it's not... That part of it is not unique to Iowa. A lot of states are dealing with that uh, still coming out of the pandemic, um, that a lot of workers just didn't return to the workforce. Um, and so a lot of businesses are having uh, difficulty hiring and, and that worker shortage is, is very prevalent. Uh, what was unique and interesting uh, in, in this discussion that I had uh, with Peter Orizem, who is a professor of labor econ- economics at the Iowa State University, um, was how he talked about what may be somewhat unique to Iowa could be the difficulty that our state will have re- recouping those workers, uh, making up for those losses, and, um, and, and some of the reasons why that is. So, so while the problem is, like I said, out there for every state, it, um, Iowa may have a harder time rebounding uh, from, from this than other states.
0: Is that, that kind of tied to our slow or non-existent population growth? Is that kind of what he's referring to?
1: Yeah, that that, that is a big part of it. Uh, um, it. That has been an issue in Iowa for, boy, b- more than a decade now. Um, the Like you said, I think you put it well, slow to borderline non-existent population growth here in Iowa. We've, we've lagged far behind the rest of the country in population growth. Um, uh, so that's a big part of it. Um, uh, another part of it, and it kind of links to um, another uh, sort of story that I wrote that's kind of tangentially related to this a little while back, um, is the issue with Iowa's so-called uh, brain drain, um, which is young people who are raised and educated here but then leave the state uh, to, to join the workforce elsewhere and, and mm-hmm. don't come back. Um, so Iowa's a little older uh, than the average population. So we have more people retiring and fewer young people um, staying in the state and replacing those workers who either retire or, or leave or leave the state for other reasons. And, and we don't, as we just talked about, our population isn't growing. We don't attract a lot of people to the state either compared to other states. So so all that kind of adds up and, and is what uh, this um, economics expert was talking about, what make, make it difficult for our state to recoup these worker losses. Hmm.
0: So that's really interesting because there are still quite a few job seekers in the state of Iowa that are looking for work that are kind of, you know, that would say that they are struggling to find work, even though we have like these kind of lots of positions that are either open now or soon to be open because of retiring workforce. Um, I don't know if you have any thoughts on that
1: yeah I mean, I don't have the the um, magical answer other than I know that part of what you're describing there um, is a, a need to kind of match the uh, skill levels that are required for the jobs that are open versus the skill levels that are in um, possessed by our people who are working looking for jobs right now and 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 maybe that's I, I know that traditionally is an issue and that's why there are state programs designed to address that, try to help people get the, you know, uh, skills for certain kinds of jobs, whether it's uh, trades or um, uh, whatever it may be. Um, uh, so that may be where some of that disconnect is that, the, yeah, th- there are some uh, people who are looking for work too, uh, and, and maybe they just don't have the right um, skills that match the jobs that are open right now. Um, you'll, you will hear people say that some of the jobs that are, open, um, aren't the best paying jobs. And, and that's mm-hmm. part of the problem. Although you're starting to see that change now too. I mean, if you look all the way to the, you know, the basic level where like, you know, fast fast food places are starting to pay well above the minimum wage. Now it's not uncommon at all to see, um, you know, the McDonald's and Burger Kings of the world hiring for $15 an hour, um, in Des Moines anyways, uh, I, I can say so. Um, so yeah, so, the, so that disconnect is still there too. You're right. And um, um, and yeah, I, I didn't talk with Peter about that specifically, but I do know that that, that, that skills issue is something that the state has tried to tackle. Hmm.
0: So um, you talked about some programs at the state level and since you're covering kind of the state, um, are you seeing more conversations about those or just more news about... The, the different programs. It sounds like there's a lot of money headed to community colleges to help people upskill, but yep, the reality is that it's always a lag between the job seeker's knowledge of those programs and their ability to get into those programs.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's a great point. I, I, I do hear I, um, uh, um, a lot of conversation around those kinds of programs, and I'm guessing I will again um, in a couple weeks here the legislative session for 2023 will begin uh i would be shocked if this is not a topic of conversation at at least to some degree about what they can do to not only continue to support those existing programs but maybe develop new ones or or add more resources to them so uh, more funding to them so more people can take advantage um uh uh it, it will be interesting to see how that discussion plays out right now but i do expect uh to, to hear it. Uh, I do expect state lawmakers to, uh, to try to um, address this in, in, in any ways that they can.
0: Yeah, I think there's even, this. I don't think this was your story, but it was a Iowa City labor apprenticeship that they had going with like a smaller group down there where they were able to get uh, all kinds of workers into an apprenticeship program. And it was just a very grassroots level. And I think they used like um, pandemic funds or ARPA funding or yeah infrastructure funding for that
1: one of one of those and yeah and that's a <laughs> great point too that's I mean th- there's so much of that funding available right now I n- I don't know the the number the percentage off the top of my head right now but I know the st- state of Iowa still hasn't gone through all of its uh federal relief funding and and it's been um uh putting in money into um programs already, and I'm sure we'll see more. So there's opportunities right now, yeah. without a doubt, to to uh, to bolster those kinds of programs. So that's why I say it'll be very interesting to see what uh, legislators prioritize and, and what they try to um, address this session.
0: Yeah, that will be interesting. Um, do you feel like, this is kind of, I don't know if you are covering this, but like, are there certain industries that you're seeing that are going to struggle more from this? brain drain or or even just the retire, you know, there are some businesses in Cedar Rapids even that have a, a large group of, of aging workforce that may all retire yeah. relatively within the same time frame.
1: Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, I, I I haven't heard about um, um, any specific industry that's more worried about that than, than others. I think it's fairly um, widespread. Um, it, it'll be interesting to see Manufacturing, maybe um, if if that could um, uh, be an industry that's a, a little more on edge over this than the <laughs> others. But um, my sense is, and I think it's an interesting question and be a good one to put to some more folks uh, like I've been talking to. But the, is that it's it's a pretty widespread issue and there's no one industry that's uh, more concerned than the others. I think it's it's, it's kind of, it's impacting everybody.
0: Mm-hmm. Do you think it's getting in the way of us, you know, capturing new businesses to move to Iowa because we don't have enough workforce? Or I, I
1: it's hard. You know, I I can't point to specific examples, um, but it's hard to imagine that it's not mm-hmm. having that kind of impact and 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 all of those things that uh, we discuss. So if 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 there's a worker shortage, it, it kind of creates its own vicious cycle, right? If there's a worker shortage, then maybe businesses are more hesitant to come in. And then if businesses are hesitant to come in, then there's less reason for those young people that we educate to, to stay here, you know, cause the opportunities are somewhere else instead. So, um, uh, and that's why uh, what um, uh, Professor Orism had to say about this was all inter- interesting because it, it, it's, it, it's tough to see what's the um, you know, the, the, the method or the um, approach that kind of breaks that cycle and, and, and kind of gets Iowa headed in the right direction. One of the things that, uh, and I can't remember if he said this specifically or I know uh, talking to other business groups, I, I hear this a lot. And, and I'm, I, I apologize, if I'm scanning my story. He did say <laughs> this specifically. <laughs> and, and, and I have, but I also have heard this from other business groups, is uh, immigration. Um, mm-hmm. And, and um, that's one way that Iowa can welcome new uh, people and, uh, and people who could uh, potentially uh, jump in and join and help bolster the state's workforce. You hear that a, a lot about the need for, um, you know, a good, strong immigration program at the federal level and, and whatever reforms that need to come to, to make it so people who want to come here uh, legally, can come here and 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 find a home and 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 uh, become members of the community, including uh, members of the workforce. And that's mm-hmm. one thing I hear about a lot from Iowa economic experts and business leaders.
0: So that's interesting. I do kind of wonder if some of these things will kind of solve themselves over time, just because. We know that there's a decline in uh, students at Iowa high school is pursuing college degrees. So they're going to filter more into these community colleges, which potentially could fill them into these, you know, jobs that no one grows up thinking I'm going to be this when I grow up because the job either didn't exist or is just really hard to describe. You know, we were talking with a a hospital and like, how do you describe the role that is the central sterilization role? You know, like, what is that worker called? And, 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 you know, what goes into that job? Is that a rewarding career? You know, it's sometimes it's hard for these businesses to just kind of explain the different jobs that they have done because they've evolved over the years and changed and, and they require, you know, definitely skills and expertise, but not necessarily a four-year degree, you know? Yeah.
1: yeah. And, and I think that's exactly the point. And, and you are seeing a definite shift in that um, conversation about the, you um, I, I feel like for a while there and certainly while I was growing up it, it the only goal was to go to a four-year college and right. get a four-year degree and I think you are definitely seeing that conversation shift in in recent years and it feels like it just keeps growing and growing and, and this whole situation may make that conversation grow even more because because to, to, to the point you're making there there are a lot of jobs out there um and and not just you know Jobs in the most basic sense, you know, good careers, good Mm -hmm. paying jobs that can be good careers that um, uh, you you can be trained for with a two year degree at at a community college or or other kinds of programs. Um, So you are definitely starting to see that conversation shift. And and to circle back to your to your question, uh, yeah, I think this could potentially right size itself um, eventually. uh, You know, as as that conversation continues and more people. Kind of look to these kinds of careers and that kind of training you know right from the start mm-hmm. um rather than you know um trying a different path and and realizing later in life that uh, maybe uh, a different route was um uh better um i think you'll see more young people uh, starting on that path uh right from the get-go and and maybe that helps us uh uh kind of you know like i said kind of right size this more naturally
0: hmm. Well, this has been a great conversation, Erin. I think if we have any advice for job seekers, I think the picture for Iowa is a little bit darker, you know, just not having this population grow. But for the job seekers in Iowa, the picture is a little bit brighter because whether or not we go through a recession next year or there's a sluggish growth, there will still be lots of employers competing for local talent to fill positions. So the, the opportunity, and plus the opportunities we talked about with reskilling are are growing in Iowa. So there is a lot of opportunity if you're not in a role that you like to reskill, if you're having trouble finding a role, um, you know, upskilling and, you know, taking advantage of some of these programs. So we'll put all that in the show notes along with Aaron's story. And uh, thanks so much for joining us for our first Journalist Careers and copy. I'm pretty excited about this.
1: Yeah, thanks so much. And it's a great topic. It's a great discussion. It's a huge issue. Um, and uh, these uh, the story um, that we, you talked about and then I, I referenced the one earlier those are some of the stories I've gotten the most feed, reader feedback on which is kind huh. of surprised to me for all the things that I cover so it's obviously um, an issue that a lot of people are tuned into too so uh, I think any conversation we can have about it is a good thing
0: that's awesome all right well thanks and you have a great day
1: thank you Liz you too